Hey girl, what's going on? Nothing but what's the happened? podcast. Sorry, I'm just crunching on my my um your solo cashews. My cashewless cashew. <laughs> <laughs> weighed it out to the gram and this one with a fast off. What are you eating there? I'm already on rations as it is, blood. I stole one. I'm sorry. Okay. Teeth in my food. I'm sorry. I should have put three extra in there. What do you think this is? You never think of me. No, because okay. I'm well, hungry. I, I was thinking of you and I was really missing you last week when I Rubbish. wasn't here. Rubbish. But I had the show, really enjoyed it. Shout out to Damon. Shout out to um, Mr. Play. Would mm-hmm. have been good um, being in the studio with you. But you guys held it down. Good interview. Good Thank show. You Thank you all. So make sure you catch that that um, episode. That was episode, what, 43? You know, I don't know. 44? I don't even know. I barely know the, the, the <laughs> Gmail space. account. Like, I forget everything. I have <laughs> okay. to ask you, like, like what, what are we doing? Where all are right, we? so this is episode 40-something. So what are we talking about today, love? Okay, so today I want to discuss, I want to discuss, first of all, I want to say RIP to Charlie Murphy. He passed away today. Apparently he had um, leukemia. And um, yeah, man, he's he's left us. It's really, really... Very sad. I don't Eddie know. Murphy's brother, yeah, right? were you aware that he had cancer? Was not at all. I don't think anybody knew. I think that's why it's such a, a shock. Yeah, and R.I.P. Dark as hell. To like, uh, yeah, R.I.P. Dark as hell as well. Um, gonna UK get onto black that. Activist. Yeah, definitely was very active in kind of like the fight for you know just like equality and just fairness for people of colour, black people in particular as well, like Darkest was one of the very... He was at the forefront, right? Forefront, very much the forefront, part of the Mangrove Nine and just just a staple in like yeah. black British politics, if you like, and yeah. just, just wasn't having it from anybody. Like he was like, this is what it is and yeah. these are my thoughts and my opinions. Yeah, if you don't like it, I don't give a him. damn. So RIP for Darkest and really putting his, himself out there for a lot of us. And apparently he died of prostate cancer. Mm. And I bring that up to say, men, please, especially if you're over 40, I think it is, check yourselves out. Mm -mm. Don't be scared. Just like the same way you might have a little pull and a little bash and a little whatever. (laughs) No, it's true though. Like I'm laughing, but it's like, you lot love, you know, having a little... Yeah, check yourself out. Pull down there. While you're down there pulling, like, have a little feel and just see what's yeah. going on down there. Make check sure yourself. You're, yeah, yeah, make sure you everything's tickety-boo. And if you don't know how to do it, mm. Google it. Remember when we were talking to um, Lee from Cut the Chat about his little issues? This oh, was right, a couple yeah. of episodes ago, like, you know, things when like that. sit on a cushion. Yeah, yeah, like, you don't want to be living that life. Like, Lee would, if you go <laughs> you back to one of our You don't want to be living the hemorrhage life. Yeah, basically. and all because he didn't want to go, he didn't want to go to doctors, yeah. he didn't want to, he didn't want to have anybody kind of fundling around down there, and that's down the fear that you guys need to get over. Listen, these GPs have seen everything, so yeah. yours ain't that special. So just go and get yourself checked out. It's better to be safe. That and was sorry. a public broadcast announcement right. coming from <laughs> two girls and the mic <laughs> right let's move on let us move on so okay so i also i want to bring up this whole janet jackson split from her boyfriend okay well, her give us some context okay so janet jackson as you know the legend the icon herself mm-hmm. she turned 50 i think this year mm-hmm. or was it last year or well, anyway she's um she married um this um billionaire and i've the name escapes me. I think his first name is Wasim. I don't know his surname, but he's a multi, he's a billionaire, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so they recently divorced. They announced a divorce today after about five years of marriage. Mm-hmm. Now, people are a little about bit... five years plus. Yeah, five years plus, which is important. <laughs> it's very important. Because um, they had a prenup. Right. And in the prenup, it stipulated that if she was to leave 
before five years. Oh, if they split, I if suppose. If they split, it been, yeah, yeah, then they, she doesn't get nothing. She walks away empty-handed with mm-hmm. what she's got. And um, anything after that, it's how much? How much will she get? I don't know, but it's... 500 million. 500, 500 million, okay? Right. So, like, okay, this is not the first, like, divorce that we've heard of where, you know, the wife or the other partner gets, gets money. That's not the unusual thing. Mm. The unusual thing is that I'm hearing words like gold digger oh, please. aimed at Janet Jackson. Boy, so I'm bye. just like, are people understanding who this woman is? Like, gold digger. And, like, I had to leave a statement, a status on my, on my Facebook today saying, do you not understand that... Janet Jackson has been a multi-millionaire longer than most Janet of us Jackson have been alive. Worth about three hundred million, I right? Three, yeah, three hundred million. She's been working since she was a child, yeah. basically. Like she ain't poor. She's not poor. Like, mm. and even if she didn't get anything, she would be okay. And if, yeah. if she did walk away, let's say she walked away before this five-year period was up, she is still okay. Yeah, she's she good. is a she's a Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Do you know how much weight that name carries? Right. And even if you want to say to it, like, say, like, oh, she's not the the most famous Jackson. No, she's not. We all know who the most famous one. That's Michael. Mm-hmm. However, she's still considered an icon. Mm-hmm. She's not Randy Jackson. But she's you know what? Janet. Even she's even bring it back from there because yeah. supposing I marry some Arab billionaire mm. tomorrow and he says to me or we decide together that you know there's going to be a prenuptial, prenuptial agreement which will stipulate that if we are together anything over then five years yeah. as it was you get such and such an amount. This is what you walk away with. Mm-hmm. If it's anything over than 10 years, you get such and such amount. If it's anything <laughs> over than 20 years, you get such and such amount. But if you don't reach the five-year mark, you get zero. And we're married, and it's like three years in, mm. side-eye. <laughs> Four years in, it's broken down. Mm. I know it's broken down. He knows it's broken down. But he doesn't file for divorce. Right. But for me it's over Mm. and I'm at the four year stage Mm. and I'm looking at 365 days equals 500 Mm. million Mm. what are you you telling me to do Joe Public Mm. what are you actually telling me to do (laughs) I should now divorce (laughs) at four years and how many days because I'm a fool right right and this is my thing is this okay whether or not and that's what I'm saying whether or not she like some like Victor, you from you, Victor, you know who I'm talking to. So basically I left this status on my Facebook and he was like, Oh, I think you're being a little bit naive. Victor yeah. from Cut the Chat. Yes, who else? This one here with his little anyway, we'll talk to we'll talk about him a little bit later. But yeah, him from Cut the Chat, he was like basically saying to me that um I'm being naive in saying that because, you know, that's how rich people stay rich. They always want more, more, more. And I'm like, you're missing the point of what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not talking about regular Joe blogs, I'm not talking about Heather Mills I'm not talking about Ken Do Isaacs these people who had nothing before yeah. they met their spouses yeah. this, she is okay she is a Jackson yeah. so whether or not she made it or didn't what does she have to like gold digging for I her I yeah I don't understand that doesn't that make term. any sense like what are you saying like after this is this is how this is this is how I like kind of cleared it up I said listen to me I said before she fell pregnant 
Remember, she's about to go on a world tour. Mm. That tour sold out in minutes. The reason why I know is because I bought tickets for mm, that mm, concert mm. and then she cancelled it, yeah? Yeah, I, I said, that. that tour alone, do you know how much money she would have made from that? Mm. She's one of them artists, so she doesn't even have to release an album. Yeah. She just say, I'm going on tour and people will buy. There's only certain, certain she probably people got royalties pouring in, in every day. Echelons who will be like, yeah, I'm not releasing any music. I just feel like going on tour. Do you want to buy yeah. a ticket? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll do that. Yeah. You know, there's a few, like Madonna can probably do that. Yeah. Elton John Celine can probably Dion do Celine can Dion. Pull a crowd. Janet is one of them. She can do that. Yeah. And I was like, and also, if she was to drop there tomorrow, do you understand her back catalogue? Mm. She'll be doing what Michael's doing now. My, all, ask Sony. All mm. now they're still making money off of that man. Mm. Janet is the next one as well. Janet is probably I'm um I was watching a documentary of Michael Jackson and I think when she her rise was kind of getting bigger and bigger and bigger I think when she made the Rhythm Nation album mm -hmm. it was said we that yeah remember all that the, <laughs> we right. are a part of the Rhythm Nation was bad. so like when she's when she did that Michael was like apparently he was like taken aback by that saying raw because remember their family for the most part have always been like it's all about michael yeah, michael yeah, michael yeah. michael and then she was starting to come through and even he had to be like raw my sister is actually that was dope. coming from my neck because dope. if you think about that time mm. she was onto she was she was the it girl she yeah. was like the beyonce the rihanna of that time and they yeah. kind of solidified her as like i'm a cultural icon yeah yeah for sure so when you're talking about janet do Put your some Googles, respect man. on Put her some name. respect on her name. <laughs> she's not Ariana Grande. <laughs> yeah. She's not this Lara, Lara, what's her name? This that that Swedish Lara girl. That's yeah, awesome. yeah that's she ain't her. She is the Janet. Yeah. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just think I just think um, people are being really disingenuous with their, you know, faux outrage or mm. faux suggestion that she has been gold digging and all the rest of it. Because the fact is. If she was properly married to that man, which every nobody's suggesting that she wasn't, and then the marriage happened to break down some years in, I mean, tell me who's not gonna sit it out. It's just like if you're mm. at work, you've you've got a job, okay? Yeah. And you've been working that job for say ten years, and you are just hacked off to death with that job. Mm. But you know if you if you stay for 15 years you get this massive payout to recom recompense you for, you know, just your, your years your time of service. There, yeah. That's what it's like. Yeah. So yeah. are all these people going to say, no, I would be, I would stick to my principles. And if I no, they wouldn't. Want, they would do would the same thing. Most of us would. I'm and sorry. it would yeah. be even worse for us who don't have nothing because we don't have nothing. Right. If Janet walks away from there, she walks away from there and she will be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I applaud, I applaud her for seeking the divorce five years and two months in. <laughs> I think, that's, like, I think that's smart planning, right, Janet. Exactly. It's like, well done, Janet. Like, take notes. Take notes. It's like, if she's not happy. And also as well, why didn't he file for divorce then? Earlier. He, exactly. knew, he knew when the five years was coming up. So if he right. was so concerned about his wealth, he would be like, look, I need to file now. And the thing is, and this is the thing, it's, it's an interesting point you make, if he was so concerned about his wealth, because none of these stories seem to be, or these suggestions right. or these, you know, disparaging remarks seem to be emanating from him. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's like it. It's just out people 
people out there hating because yeah. Janet he Jackson actually, he hasn't said anything. come up another 500 She mil. hasn't even said anything. <laughs> they just know that they're splitting and it's all of these stories from left, right and centre, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, unless we hear from either one of them, why are you even coming up to the conclusion like that that is that her, there's a problem. Her, her motive? Like, I applaud her. Shut Listen, up, wait shut until up. we get to You Are The Light. <laughs> we'll see what's happening. <laughs> right. Okay, what's Stop next? your noise, man. So um, I was scrolling through the newspapers today mm-hmm. and I came across an article in regards to um, Katie Price, aka Jordan. And you oh, know, her. she does um, Loose Women. Yeah. Right. So they apparently she was under attack again for taking pictures of her daughter and her daughter's like dressed princess. Gianna. Yeah. Princess apparently dressed like inappropriately. So What's she had on. Then? So people. This is what people were saying was inappropriate. By the way, they had. She had on like a two piece bikini and How she was she? posing. She's young. She's like. Eight, I think seven mm. or eight. She was posing in what you would think is like a quite a suggestive manner, kind of like chest in the two piece bikini. In the two piece bikini, and she's got a caftan on, which I believe is from Jordan's. Like she's got like a clothing line, mm-hmm. and she's for posing and in, in that. No, it's for it's Jordan's personal like her clothing range for adults. For adults, but right? But she has the caftan on. Okay. Yeah. So there's this. How big, old is Princess Aya? I think she's eight. Yeah, go on anyway. Yeah, sorry. But um, she's young. Whatever the case may be, she's a young girl. She's nine. Eight or nine. Right. So she's posing quite suggestively. Can you show her the picture, Ao? There it is. So people are like, it's too much. It's inappropriate. She's not even in a two-piece swimsuit. She's in a pink vest and what looks like blue knickers. Right. So people are like, that's too much. And then the pose as well, where her back is arched and everything. But everyone's doing this pose. Okay. Everyone like kids who? All eight-year-olds? Okay, so that's my that's my question. Like, who is to blame for like, people are saying, it. you know, kids are becoming way too sexualized nowadays. So like, you know. But so that child is not sexualized. That, that, that pose is not, a, in my view, is not a sexual pose. It's Why would you say that? Whereas somebody else will say that's sexualized. Our minds have become right. sexualized. And so if we see that, that fits into our perception of sexualized behavior. Mm. But if we weren't in this paradigm of everything being kind of looking sexy, like this is why women can't breastfeed in public Mm. because people have now reclaimed breasts to be sexual objects, obscene objects, as opposed to feeders for children. Mm. So (coughs) it's it's society that's become sexualized and then um, almost projects that sexualization on each situation. To me, she's just doing a pose that she's seen probably other people do. And it may be people that are older than her. Mm. It may be her peers and her contemporaries and her little friends doing those little, you know, duck faced, you know, maybe if I call it coquettish, that might even suggest that it is sexualized posing. But in her mind, Mm. she's not thinking about sex. Mm -hmm. So she's not sexualized. Our eyes and our perception is sexualized. And I think a difficulty is that we have, we're obviously living in a very, um, in a very visual based age. So why am I even able to look at pictures of Jordan's nine year old child? What, Mm. she's not my child. Mm. Jordan and I aren't friends. 
my child doesn't go to her child's school? Why do I have access to her child's pictures? Because they're out there because of social media, because we're living in this visual age. But is that social media's fault or is it her mum's no, fault? No, I'm not po- saying it's social. It's them. not social media's fault. But that's, fault. that's my thing then. So then it is what it we is. need to, so then I think we can't totally blame social media. That is no, a no. Tool it's for not, us to, to me. That wasn't even a blame factor. That was just. It is what it is. That's why I get to see it. So mm. therefore, coming back round to the point, yeah. Um, Casey Price, as a parent, she needs to understand the game that she's playing. Mm. She needs to understand the new school rules. And what I mean by that is not that she's open and should be a target for internet hate and people being critical of her but just of her at least understanding that that is going to come because we are all now playing judge and jury with our eyes Mm. on things that are put in front of us so if the question is is that pose too sexualized i'm gonna say no if the question is should it be out there for people to look at personally my response to that would be no because i if i were in the public eye as casey price is Mm. i would hope to be a little more informed about the way things are in the world such that you're not going to see my nine-year-old daughter in a pink vest and panties Mm. on my social media not when i've got strangers following if it's got if it's friends and family and people that know and her little friends yes but for how many followers must she have on twitter and and, it's probably in the millions or Mm. hundreds of thousands for me that's not my nine-year-old in blue panties Mm. no so from there that's where i'm starting to look at to to look at katie price and say you might as well just hold the criticism because you're acting like you ain't Mm. been in the public eye before they was cussing you out when you were falling out of clubs Clubs with your tits out So why do you think they're going to give, you know, Mm. they're going to give you an easy ride now when you've got your daughter out Mm. there doing what not, what not, that they consider to be sexualized? Mm. Knowing the world that we live in is what you are a glamour model. Mm -mm. You know, you a Katie Price, you were a glamour model. So you were even feeding this little what I would call this kind of little seedy titillation industry of girls and tits and arse and out and that because you were she wasn't listen katie wasn't doing london fashion week and new york fashion week and paris fashion week and all that she weren't doing catwalk shows and i think she knew that as well like i feel like so the a large chunk of her career was kind of deliberately aimed to go against that kind of you know i don't look like these girls so you know what i'm going to go against the grain and do the exact opposite of what these girls are here and make double the amount of money that they're yeah. making, you know, or the same. Yeah. And she's made a lot by kind of, you know, being this overly sexual being. That's and that's kind so of like, in, if you like, I think about the, it like the scene coming back to her and it's coming back in the sense that your child is now a target mm. because as far as people are concerned, if that's the job that you were doing, all you're doing is passing it on yeah. to your daughter. And right, not to say that that's, that's going to be the judgment. Yeah. Call, right? Not to say that that is the case or that is even going to happen. Mm. However, it's almost like, Oh wow, she's had a girl. Let's watch her and let's watch and see how this little girl grows up. She's going to be just like her mum. So when you see pictures like yeah. that, all people are going to assume is that, Oh look, you're just lining her up to be the next page free whatever it Ugh. whatever it is that's that that disturbs me yeah just that thought you know 
that that thought disturbs me. But I have to say, people people nowadays have to get to the point where we got to live and let live. I mean, I don't understand why people are. I mean, are they really concerned? No, of are course they not. really dialing up the NSPCC? Are they really dialing up the authorities to say we are worried about, you know, Princess Price, if that's her surname? Who's her dad? Is it Peter, Peter Andre Peter or Princess Andre, Andre yeah. or whatever her name may be? Or are they just sitting there pontificating, judging Katie Price against you know her the career kind of, yeah, yeah her career and the whole jordan and i think it's the latter i reckon so of course it is i reckon so mm. but for real for real no child of mine mm. social media in thousands of hundreds of thousands of followers uh, knickers and 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 and, and, <laughs> and vests <laughs> Where? For what? Well, her, one of her argument was that, you know, she's got a son as well. And she was like, oh, well, you know, he poses she's with two. his... Um, yeah, the um, the son the that she one. has for Peter. Mm. So the oldest, not the oldest boy, not the one for Dwight York, the mm. second oldest. So, you know, she was like, oh, well, you know, he, he poses all the time with his shirt off trying to emulate... I, his dad i just said he's got she's got two because she's had more kids yeah, she's got yeah, yeah 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 she's got harvey oh wow she's got, yeah, she's got a lot of kids so and i just thought yeah but put it into context you're now setting yourself up again so if your son is following his dad clearly what you're saying is your daughter is following you and like you like we just said people are waiting for your daughter to turn into a, a little mini me like yeah like you so they can turn on and say you see when you were falling out of clubs and when you yeah. were doing this that, this and the is other, the cause of it this is the cause of it blah 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 whether or not she knows that or understands or even cares, yeah. that is definitely the thing. That's why this is even a story. Because yeah. what? how can the press be watching your child from eight, nine years old, mm. waiting for her to turn into what they think you are, mm. which I'm sure they're, they're like, you know, they're loving because yeah. it sells them papers at the end of the day. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. For me, I'm just like, you need to do more to keep your kids out of the, the public eye and I you think, know it's so for funny. that reason as well yeah for somebody who played the press game and mm. the publicity game apparently and seemingly well mm. in the sense that if the barometer of the of, of success and wellness is how much money she made then yeah she played it well she she just appears clueless you can't be out there complaining that people are mm. trolling you and people are you know, cussing you and people are cussing what, what your daughter does and all the rest of it. Because to be honest, you should know from with your history as well mm. that that is par for the course. Mm. That is part and parcel of it. I'm not saying mm. it's right, mm. but I'm saying yeah. this is definitely it's, it's part and parcel of it. It's different because when she entered it, she was called like a young adult. Yeah, these kids, like, they don't have that option. They're just in it because you put them in it. So now you've kind of made them fodder for everyone to talk about, yeah. which is what's going to happen. So yeah. I hope her kids are mentally prepared for what's, what is going to come. So when they turn 16, 17, 18, mm. that's it. Mm. It's a wrap. The, the way that the press is going to go for them, mm. the stories are going to be like, I saw it with um, Will and Jada's. I thought you were going to say them. Yeah, kids. Yeah. And I always remember, you lot have been given like, when Willa came out with the song Whip My Hair and all the rest mm. of it. I whip my hair. Yeah. And I, I, hair, I just I saw things up. like, oh, they're really weird and they're this and they're that. And I'm like, could you leave these kids alone? Yeah. Like, they're kids. Let them do their thing. Like, all yeah. of us at that age, 
weren't, you know, in the public eye. Yeah, we weren't in the public eye. We did a bag of foolishness. Like we, so why can't they do what we've all done? Why can't we give them that space yeah. to be just as ridiculous if they need to be? Like let them be a ridiculous twelve year old. Yeah. But that's it. That's people are people are forgetting that mm. we are in, like I said, a really visible age. So all the mistakes now that children, especially children of famous parentage or who are famous in their own right, are making now they're being made in front of cameras. Mm. That's why you've got people, you know, snapping Prince William when he's in a, <laughs> a, a club, dad dancing. Mm. you got people snapping um, one of the Obama daughters, mm. uh, one of Obama's daughters when when she was like, I think in a, in a, at a concert or in a club, you know, you have people selling stories on people like that. So, yeah. you know, that's, if you're, if you're going to be in that, circle if you're going to be in that life if you're going to be in that lifestyle you have to really understand the rules of it and th th these are the rules mm. <laughs> you know these are the rules you know whose whose children i think are really kind of almost like intrigued to see how they're gonna turn <laughs> out who kanye and kim's yeah the world is watching like they're what they're watching um north yeah. In the same way that they're watching Katie Price's daughter. Mm. Because the way that we were introduced to Kim, mm. they're really going to try and see if if, if North is going to turn out to be that same kind of sexual being and the thing that is, Kim's been promoted yeah, to be. It's not even really just about the way we were introduced to Kim. It's what she continues to make her selling and mm. her focal point. Her body, mm. her body and her body. Yeah, And even Kanye, you know, he promotes that. Mm. He's 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 down for that. He's on mm. that. So I kind of, in that sense, I wonder. And obviously, mixed um, mixed race backgrounds. Yeah. And in the public eye, I re and you know, first child of the couple. Mm. I really, really, I'm intrigued. And um, blue as well, blue ivy. Yeah, but I think I you think. know, for some reason, when I look at my mm perception of the life and lifestyle around blue and obviously mm. we don't know we only see what's in the media yeah, yeah, yeah. social and mass but i feel like she's gonna have certain better grounding points yeah um i feel like i'm, she's I'm have being a judgmental well being judgmental. yeah me too I, I feel like she's gonna have a more well-rounded kind of look upbringing. let's go back to north who should look look at who she's got kylie's her older older auntie mm. i i I can't tell you what I think of Kylie. I don't have a thought. I really don't. What's like, the other one that was just in the Pepsi Kendall. ad? We're going to talk about that Kendall, in a sec. Defo. Yeah. Kendall, who, you know, I had some respect for before the Pepsi mm. ads. Yeah. I thought, oh, she's the only one that seems to be I like, like her. I think she's a good model. Doing like, yeah. Even I, in the Pepsi ad, I was like, she looks really good. Was, yeah, she was <laughs> like a board. I said, mm, that denim don't look good like, yeah, at all. She definitely, I uh, could see her doing, you know, the high-end couture stuff and she did it and she's doing it she well. Does. She takes great so pictures. Like, yeah. She's probably had a bit of work done, but, you know, who who in that game really hasn't? Mm. But look at, the, look at the other aunties. Mm. Chloe, silence in the dance. <laughs> Did you say? Courtney, who I think Courtney, you know, she seems to be the She's pushing out kids, sensible one. Yeah. But again, it's all. It's but all is perception. she though? Because it's she's like perception. her. The relationship between her and Scott is just. That's what I'm saying. Look at who, who <sighs> North's step grand grand, Caitlyn Jenner. Mm. <laughs> 
So is it a grandma? You don't ask oh, me okay, no questions. Don't, don't, let's not even get into then that. Then you got Chris Jenner and her boyfriend with big hips, even though they <laughs> broke up. Everyone just loving off a black man. Like what? Mm. Look, look what's going on around there. Yeah. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I really want to see yeah. how it how it rubs off. Going to be intriguing, that's for sure. Definitely. But speaking of, um, I don't. I'm always confused the two. Is it Kendall or Kylie? Kendall in the Pepsi ad. Yeah, Kendall. I don't know why I confuse them, but it's just the names. Yeah, there's I no think, confusion. In I mind, think I can't like. I don't have the brain power to even decipher which one is which because mm. I don't care. Mm. But I think. You know, in the Pepsi advert, all right, for those of you that don't know, I'm sure you know by now, Pepsi did this really ridiculous commercial where they were trying to sell their bad tasting drink <laughs> and they use like Black Lives Matter and the whole like kind of protesting that's been going on over the last well, couple of years. Well, let me just stop because I don't, they, it. They, they deny obviously using Black Lives Matter. They, they can deny all they it want. Was the, it, was the spirit, <laughs> it was the spirit of protest and mm. celebration. Do you know what needs spirit? Your drinks all that sort of stuff. So they did, but they didn't make any, they certainly didn't make any um, explicit references to mm, Black Lives Matter. That's fine. But yeah. in view of what's been going on right. over the past few years and the images that we've seen coming out of those going ons in America, <laughs> especially, uh-huh. then I think people were right and you're completely right mm. for drawing that parallel to Black Lives Matter. Well, the, uh, that's the only parallel I can draw on because yeah. obviously with these companies, they're, you know, when they start promoting whatever it is they need to promote, they're always going to look at popular culture and what yeah, things sure. people are gravitating towards. And sure. if we're talking about protests, for the most part, when people speak about that, the first thing that comes to the forefront of our minds is BLM yeah. because it's been in the forefront of you know, mm. protests and things like that. But anyway, that aside, they obviously put together this campaign to sell their Pepsi drink and it just was the worst put together advert in the world. So, so you, basically it starts yeah. with, the advert starts with some guy playing, I think it's a cello <laughs> or a double bass, I don't know which one, mm. on some rooftop. So random, <laughs> you know, ethnic, mm. random person the of colour playing a cello. Right. And then you cut to Kendall. Look how I know this. Kendall, um, she's with a blonde shoot. wig yeah. and deep berry lip um, color mm. at a shoot being styled by mm. a black woman. One mm. of the only black women mm. to play some sort of that um, is important role we in this that. advert. Mm-hmm. So being styled and then being photographed by somebody. And then I think we cut to. Um, a lady who is um, by her clothing Muslim because mm. she has a scarf over her head <laughs> and all the rest of it. All those dead giveaways, those yeah, cues exactly. that we need. <laughs> so an Asian looking lady with a scarf and she appears to be some sort of photographer, but she's not having a really good time with no. these photographs. No, no, so no. she has some kind of tantrum where she goes, it's dead out, it's dead. <laughs> I can't get the I need, shot. I need something in my life. I just don't know what it is. Right, so she's, she throws down some photographs and then I think everyone kind of like does this when it pans to those people everyone does this kind of thing of oh because I think they hear something going on outside and then I think it switches to outside and as you see Mm. as you described a kind of protest shot (laughs) of random people in a street scenario people throwing up you know what seemed to be I don't know rock signs and people holding up placards saying join the conversation and marching through the you know nondescript streets towards a nondescript 
conclusion or, or focal point, and it's supposed to be some kind of um, protest. We don't know what they're protesting about because they're holding placards that say, join the conversation, pray tell, what damn conversation. Right. So, um, anyhow, Kendall sees this protest happens to walk past her photo shoots. Mm-hmm. So, the guy that was playing the cello, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, basically yeah. walking past as well. <laughs> Him and Kendall lock eyes. <laughs> Their eyes make four. And he kind of gives her a kind of, come on, man, kind of look, i.e., what, well, aren't you coming to join this mm. nondescript protest yeah. about nothing, probably about first world problems. So she, Kendall tears off the blonde wig, throws it at the black lady who plays her most important role by Mm-mm. catching the blonde wig. She's like, oh, Kendall thanks. wipes off her berry lipstick and goes down. She's wearing one outfit. Mm. Then you see her join the protest. She's now in denim. Some flat nyash j- denim outfit. So, Kendall, <laughs> Kendall, on the way through the protest crowds, sees this bucket of Pepsi. Mm-hmm. As all you the do. varieties of Pepsi. Because there was so much Pepsi on all those marches that we, that we recently saw. I'm telling saw. you. Instead so of pe- rubber bullets. Right? It, you know. All these protesters are in need of a cool, cool beverage. <laughs> See what I did there? So, they, um, so Kendall picks up a can of Pepsi. And she effectively, so by this time, so cello guys in the thing, you see certain black guys and obviously black guys have to be dancing. Of because course, because that's what we do. If you're going to cast black guys yeah. in, a, in an advert, mm-hmm. get them dancing. And just thinking about um, the whole protesting at the moment. So you have um, a lineup then of police officers. Mm. No riot gear. No protest, please. Just regular, schmegular, degular. I don't even they had any. They didn't have like regular. I think he just had. I think he just just had a radio. Yeah, that's it. That is how this (laughs) protest was so, so (laughs) non-threatening. We're just out here. Mm. I don't even need high vis jacket. I'm just out here in navy blue with my radio, standing next to my colleagues. So Kendall, flat nyash and all, pops through the crowds. And she hands one of these police officers who somebody said in a think piece looked like a porno cop. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I don't watch porn. Mm. Um, <laughs> hands him um, a can of Pepsi, which he opens, drinks, and the crowd erupts. The crowd goes wild. And it's like the whole, and then, and oh yeah, Muslim photographer lady She's excited now. catches She's the shot. She's found her meaning in life. Right. Right. gets the shot and everyone's then she gets drawn into a big hug muslim um asian lady photographer gets drawn <laughs> into a big hug by black one of the black dancing guys who interestingly bumps fists with kendall jenner when she really? had the pepsi in her hand which was oh God, so so, so patronizingly cringy. i actually got a headache watching the entire thing from it. beginning to end as like, i can't believe i lost five right. minutes of my life to this shit so that and then that's so ended the advert i don't even know if it had a tagline mm. but what i guess we were supposed to get from that is <laughs> that kendall jenner white savior <laughs> Flat nyash and all <laughs> saved the no removed all tension from this nondescript protest about joining a conversation that Pepsi have yet to define for us mm. by handing a police officer 
a can <laughs> of Pepsi. And the world is all right now. Yes, we don't I'm have any more you. problems. The police are no longer racist. Donald Trump is not in the White House anymore. We can all live and breathe and be happy. No one is bombing Syria anymore. Tyrese it's is not great. making misogynistic Tyrese statements. Tyrese is not chatting shit. Oh my God, it's a new all day. right with the world. <laughs> Wrong. What is wrong with Tyrese? Oh my god! <laughs> let me not. Let me not. No, I, I can't. Oh, no, we, oh, oh, he gonna learn today. Oh, no, he gonna right. learn I'm, today. I'm Listen, so, after watching the headache say, of an advert. So, what did you? What were your first impressions of what? when you watched that fuck shit? And I'm just gonna call I it. I literally that fuck just shit sat there and on. was like, it, it, what? And then I thought to my, I, do you know what you think? Is there more to come or is, yeah. is this it? <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought they, they, they didn't finish it. They, 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 there's more. Can I just tell you yeah. the thing that I thought when I watched it? And again, it's to do with who I am. Yeah. What I look in the mirror and see. And not just what I look in the mirror and see, but what I have continually <laughs> seen in the scenes of the protests that you have spoken about, mm. which we quite rightly think inspired <laughs> Pepsi, not to send out a proper message about equality and black lives really mattering yeah. and police brutality having to stop and people should join together and speak out about these issues, but inspired them to make this fuck shit, mm. which I'm gonna call it. My first thought was, where the fuck are the black women? Mm. I'm sorry. That's what it came down to. Because we I watched busy. that well, advert. We were in there busy catching Ken Kendall Jenner's wig. That's where we were. That's Shaka. it. That's, That's it. We and I saw, Can we you know what? what? I we went back. About I rage went of back. black women in a, in, a, in a hot minute. Because yeah. there's a lot of shit that's been going on and I'm getting really fucked off with it. It's erasure. Yeah. and That's what it is. Do you is. know what pisses me off? A certain somebody who shall remain nameless because she's in everybody's bad books at the moment. She did speak about this. I'm talking about Azalea Banks a couple mm -hmm. of years ago. Mm -hmm. And people were like, yeah, 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 we agree with her. And then she went a bit mad and now people are like, don't, don't agree with her. Yes, she's a bit crazy. But what she said in that particular instance is actually true. And... For me, what I'm did seeing she the, say? What did she say? She was talking about just basically, you know, our culture just being smudged out by, you know, white um, corporations kind of taking on, you know, the things that we oh, do culturally. Oh, I saw culturally. that was in the Hot 97 Hot 97, interview. remember that? Right, that was right, a few right. years ago. Yeah. And because she's done so much stupid things since then, it's almost like what she said, which is completely true. Yeah, has been forgotten Has about. been forgotten about. But you fast forward it to now, the Pepsi advert. Yeah. We were talking about. I wanted to talk about um, this TV show called Gorilla, mm. which is another thing. And I'm seeing that a lot of this is actually helped along by a lot of black men. Azalea was talking about white people doing it. She actually, out. she actually spoke on black men doing it too. And I'm seeing more and more black men being acting acting really docile. But let's let's and think, let's isolate the you know point what? that okay. we're let's Sorry. isolate the point that we're making. And for me, the point was mm. the er the complete erasure mm. of black women's presence in any of this right and look if you watch that pepsi ad you can just imagine the casting call that went out mm. extras required of all races mm. of all looks <laughs> right but then it still came down to when that advert was cast um was casted or was cast that you have the main protagonist. Okay, so they want a Jenner. So they want a Kardashian, mm. whatever. So we've got Kendall Jenner. But 
once again, that centers the whole thing around a white the woman. The white savior. Okay, yeah. oh, the white savior. And Thank interestingly you. enough, you know, the end shot where she gives the man the drink, you know, that's obviously a shot that was inspired by or tried or copied. But I don't even want to say inspired, inspired. That word is something that I, I, I quite like. And yeah. I, what they did was literally just teeth a moment in, in history from a woman who was... Um, basically confronting the police. It was in Ferguson. This? Was it in Ferguson? It was in Ferguson. Remember, yeah. she was in this this long maxi dress. Evans, but I can't and she was she name. was confronted. She wasn't handing them anything. And they yeah. took that image and tried to kind of recreate it yeah. in the advert. I feel like that as well. Yeah. I, feel, I feel that's exactly what they and did. I'm and I'm just like, hang on a minute. And I'm just like, do you see what I'm saying? Like this woman actually put herself in on the front line yeah. in front of immediate danger. Yeah. Kylie Jenner is in the safety of a Pepsi commercial, yeah. handing a Pepsi to a police officer yeah. to you know the, to solve the ills of the world and you're trying to tell me all those people those executives that sat there and did a whole storyboard on this didn't realize what the hell they were doing of course they knew what they yeah. doing and the cheek of it is they've issued an apology do you know who they issued the apology I know, to sorry for putting Kendall, Kendall Jenner, Jenner. and then somebody had the bare face cheek to go into it and say oh she's only a child she doesn't know what she's doing she's 21 just, years of she's age. a big woman do you know how many contracts that girl has signed mm. she would have seen the storyboard as well mm. she she ain't stupid she's aware she's a multi-millionaire she, she's aware but for her She's making she's making corn. Right. She's making a bag. She's making her dough. About she's upset. There's not that she's much crying. that I really expect of her. My expectations of Kendall Jenner are that I think she's a she's a good model. And when mm. I say I think she's a good model, she gives great face. Mm. She looks good in some of the clothes they put her in. And that's what that that's all I need from her. That's my only expectation of her. So anything else? I, my expectations are zero, mm. below zero. They're in the minor stone. I, I, I agree my, with I'll you. I'll tell you where my expectations are. Yeah. My expectations are of these so-called creatives who put together this advert. Mm. Because this is where you're going to have to call me paranoid if you're going to say that you don't see it as well. Out of all the protests that were going on... Mm. Many of them, if not all of them, in recent times about the deaths of people of colour, black people at the hands of police in America, okay, one way or another, whether it be by the gun, whether it be in suspicious circumstances, whether it be after a traffic stop, whether it be in a chokehold. Right. Right. All of those protests... Nobody can't tell me that they failed to see that black women showed up mm, and showed out. out. And mm. you used the words on the front line. Mm. We were, and I'm saying we because I'm talking in a global global capacity as a black woman, we were front and centre of those protests. So how is it that when you are casting for a protest scene in this current mm. age let alone bygone <laughs> ages for what people in your wretched sunken place country had to protest for in the past, the in the 40s and 50s and 60s. <laughs> when you're putting together a protest scene in 2017, mm. look at that front line. Mm. And I mean, look at that literal front line in that advert. Tell me where the black woman was. Mm. She's not there. I told She's you she and was there in the capacity of the wig catcher. Right. And that's not the front line. <laughs> that was just, it. That was like. And then I saw a couple of them mingling in the in the in the right. crowd, uh, 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 smiling when people were throwing up rock signs. 
And then that was it. But mm -hmm. when you see the actual front line, and I mean that in the capacity of this is this is where it's at. This is the, the focal point of the protest. This is what we're saying should resonate with the viewer that has seen this in real life. Where, 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 where's she there? Mm. She's not there. That, if that is not erasure, I don't know what is. And I'm not here for it. Mm. I'm not mm. here. For, so that was my first impression when I saw it. So everything else was just... It was. It just added. It just added to the fuck shit. Mm. Everything else at the the catching the blonde wig or having it thrown <laughs> that, that just so added psych. to the fuck shit. When she the did, I was like, added to the to the to the fuck shit. <laughs> just the stupid black men dancing mm. added to the fuck shit. The corny casting, the corny tick box type casting added to the fuck shit. Some the lack of message therein added to the fuck shit. Mm. And that handing over a Pepsi and the man drinking, drinking it, it and then smirking at his fuck shit fuck. Excuse my somebody, somebody, Somebody on Twitter said, boy, we should have known that Pepsi was on a madness from the day they burnt Michael Jackson's <laughs> hair when he did the winning. We should have known. Michael been telling us from time. Don't trust these corporations. Told us about so Sony. He warned us about Pepsi. Look and look at this. We're not listening. We're not listening with the inner ear. No, we're the not listening. The inner ear. So, so I'm glad you talk about, spoke about the erasure of black women because as I said, I want to, I really want to talk about this and certain things that have been going on in the last couple of probably forever but the last couple of weeks have been it's been tiresome and I've tried my best not to open up my mouth and say nothing but I've got to say something so I was talking about um off air we were talking about the show the tv show that's due to come on which is produced by Idris Elba starring Idris as well and um Frida Pinto mm -hmm. is called Gorilla um, that's John Ridley's John Ridley who um, I think he directed did he direct or did he produce 12 Years a Slave well he did something anyway I'm just really annoyed with him no, so Steve like, McQueen at the directed minute, 12 Years a Slave yeah but he, he had something to do with 12 Years a Slave I don't know if he right. produced it or was some part I of the writing whatever it is it's not really important to what I'm about to say anyway so I remember about a year ago the promo for this came out I remember watching the trailer and I'm thinking to myself this for the program Gorilla yeah this for the program Gorilla and I watched it and I saw Frida, Frida Pinto but give us some background what is Gorilla okay so Gorilla is basically about the British Black Panther Party movement that happened in the late 70s early um, 80s mm. and as we spoke about um, in the beginning of the show we spoke about Darkest Howe. He was mm -hmm. part of that. The Mangrove Nine were also part of that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of black British kind of like civil rights, you know, activists that were out there literally fighting for the rights of black people in the 70s and 80s because, you know, it was racism was, is bad now, but it was rife yeah. back then. Yeah. So you, we don't really hear about the black British experience. We definitely don't hear about racism in the way that we do when we're, you know, when African-American stories are being told through film yeah. and through books and everything. So I, yeah, I that think is, to me, that is definitely a missing narrative. Yeah. And, uh, and not to derail where we're going. Yeah. Like, get straight back to it. But I feel like it's such a missing narrative that I hugely think that's why people kind of don't understand where we are today. Yeah. And I think that's, and that's why you get when we spoke about Samuel Jackson, that's why we get 
him, people like him making comments in regards to what they think yeah. the black British experiences, because as far as they're concerned, they go by what they see on TV. But yeah. what you see on TV is not a reflection of us. Cause we, first, first of all, we don't produce those th things. Yeah. We don't direct them. You know, a lot they're of what you see. Them. Yeah. A lot of what you see, white people don't even probably live in that way you mm. you still see us as like the land of mary poppins and we still speak like it's 1865 and yeah. like you know that is literally the general consensus of what it is to growing up in in britain let alone what it's like growing up black mm. and british as well so obviously gorilla is out now and it's about the black british panther movement and like mm -hmm. i said i saw the promo for it mm -hmm. saw idris in there i saw frida pinto in there and my immediate thought was like why have they put an Asian woman in it? Mm. And then I stopped myself and I thought, you know what, you know what, La, you don't know what it's actually about. Right. So say, reserve your judgment until you actually see it. But right. th it did really stick out in my head, like, why is she in there? And because the Frida Pinto, yeah. Asian um, actress, yeah. appears to have appeared in that trailer. To she have paid a, in that a, a main yeah. role. Yeah, yeah, very much so. It was literally her Idris, and there's another actor in there. I've forgotten his name. I think it's Cisse. Oh, the guy that played. Um, is it Cissé Babu? I think his name yeah, is. Yeah, you're talking about the guy that played Damalola Taylor's dad yeah. in Our Boy, that, yeah. that drama about. He's also in it. Right. So again, I said, you know what? Let me reserve judgment. I don't know. You know you can't really tell properly from a trailer. Mm. And then they had, they launched it the other day mm -hmm. and they did a Q&A session. I wasn't there for the Q&A session. It was somewhere in probably in central yeah, yeah, London. Yeah, 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 and they, you know, they did a Q&A. So Idris was there. Um, Frida Pinto was there. John Ridgely was there. Mm. And a couple of people that we know quite well were there and they mm. filmed it. Mm. So this is what I'm, I'm now watching this, this Q&A session right. on Facebook Live. So one of the questions was after from they... From an audience question. From an audience, yeah. After they watched the first, um, the first episode was... Um, why did you see fit to kind of just erase the role of black women within this um, within this TV show? Right. And I immediately thought, it's exactly what I thought it was going to be yeah. based on the trailer. And I didn't want it to be that. I really yeah. wanted to be like, please prove me wrong and let me know that this isn't the case. And the mere fact that she asked that question, yeah. let me know, it's exactly what I thought it was. Right. So now I'm thinking to myself, okay, now John Ridley or one of these people on the panel are going to stand up and they're going to answer the question accordingly and say why yeah. there are no black women you know featured when in this not and it's not and we don't are uh, again like can we just make the point clear that if it's not already obvious mm. um maybe to our listenership that we're not asking just because mm. or that question i don't suppose was asked just because you know the asker of the question was black or that and we're not po positing the question because we're black women but the truth be told <laughs> that in the black british um struggle and the history thereof right black women were at the forefront very much so so much so it was their struggle right so when you have a program which is said to have been based on around the storyline of the black british civil rights kind of movement mm. one would expect to see to see a black, black face, woman. like me and you, Sheza, just up there in the mix. And there is a black woman in it, only she's not part of the actual fight. She's part, she's an informant. 
that's the only black woman that's in the only black woman that's in there. Interesting casting. Yeah. Right, very much so. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, so maybe this maybe this guy is gonna clear all that up and there's a good reasons for that and blah blah blah. The man actually stood up, Sheza, stood up, started crying, actual tears, and said one of the one of the reasons as to why he decided to take on this this subject matter is because he's in an interracial relationship. That was his answer. So I'm sitting really there. Come again, please, Lord. He said, "He let me." I'm trying to get the trans. There's actual transcript for this. Essence. Shout out to Essence because they actually wrote, um, wrote about it. And the reason why it's important to say that is because the day after, people were saying, or was other news newspaper publications were saying that um, Frida Pinto was 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 um, brought to tears by Black Lives Matter UK activists, which was which was a bunch of bullshit. They weren't even there. But we'll get to that in a sec. So he stood up, crying real tears, and said, "One of the main reasons I wanted to take on this project is because I'm in an interracial relationship." You know, my wife's an activist and she's this, that and the third and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking that isn't answering the question. The question wasn't even about your wife. Nobody even knew you were married. Nobody knew or cared that you were in an interrelationship. Nobody asked that. We asked, where is the inclusion of black women? Nobody asked that. Why did you decide to get all in your feelings and start barling when there was no reason to bar? All we wanted to know is like, why were we not included? And that is what you said. And then Frida, with her ranked self, decided to turn around and say to the woman that asked her the question. Actually, it was another woman who kind of, off of the back of that question said, you didn't actually answer what she said, so mm. I'm going to repeat it. Mm. And she then, Frida then turned around and said to this lady, oh, well, you know, it's not about who's better, you know, to feature in, feature as the main um, protagonist in this film. Yeah, nobody, again, me. nobody asked you who's better or who's worse. We asked you, where are the black women in this film? And it, I got really aggravated because I do, I remember two things, yeah. One thing is that I remember is that me asking my mum, because I always remember my mum talking about the Mangrove Nine. I always remember my mum speaking about, you know, um, black British activists like Darkest How. My mum made me aware of these people. This That's how I know, right? I was born in... in around that time but I was a baby baby so I wouldn't have known too much unless yeah. my mother actually told me so from going from that I turned I said to mum I said mummy like were there two were there like were there Asian people involved in this civil rights um, movement the Black British Panther Party she goes there might have been individuals that they were, that were like involved mm. but as a community she said my mum was like sorry that Asian community weren't as kind of like involved or active or even were even knowledgeable mm. in regards to that particular movement. Mm. And it was transparent to me because when I asked um, a certain individual that we know who was at the Q&A, how many Asian people were actually in the cinema or, you know, at this Q&A, like with a concern or with, you know, some sort of knowledge or wanted to know about it? She said none, none at all. So to me, that kind of speaks volumes because if I'm if I'm interested in this and I'm interested because my mum told me about it, the girl that asked the question, one of her points was that the reason why she's asking the question is because her mum and her dad were involved in it as well. There were a lot of people in the audience whose parents and grandparents were involved in that movement. Mm. And then you as the director have the bare face cheek to turn around and talk tell them that what they know and what they know to be true 
is irrelevant. But what's more relevant is the fact that you're in an interracial relationship. Yeah. Do you know how facey that is? Yeah. I could not go to America and be like, I'm writing about, you know, I'm writing about Selma. So I'm going to take um, Martin Luther King's wife out of it and put in a white woman in there because I feel it's better for race relations if yeah, they see. Yeah, my best friends were. But they, yeah, why don't we do that instead? Yeah. They would go nuts. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. You know, and I'm that's annoyed. Why, that's why I'm actually going to, I'm going to boycott it. I'm not watching I'm it. not watching it I'm at all. It I live in Brixton. I walk past Olive Morris house every yeah, day. Do you know how many people do, do not even know that that house is named after one of the women that was directly, as we said, on the front lines. Yeah. You had the perfect opportunity. And I'm, I'm saying this to Idris because you're black, you're from the UK and you produce this. You're from the UK, you're from right? London. Right, you Bruh. produce this. This was the <laughs> perfect opportunity for you to tell our story. Yeah. Right, as I said, I walk past that house every day and people don't even know who Olive Morris is. And you took that opportunity, you gave it to this man and he decided to tell a story that we've been told many a times already. Mm. We've never been told this. And this, this is the excuse that you're giving us. And you want to turn around and say, it's not about who's better. It's about interracial... When? What, like a vanity who, what are you talking about? Then. I don't want to know. Is, I'm not interested. That's not. That's not why I would have tuned in to a program which bills itself as being based on the Black right. Panther movement within the UK. It's like, um, what? Where am I gonna? That's that's unrealistic to me to have. Unfortunately, an Asian woman mm. as the main protagonist and that's not to say because there are there are some stories of you know asian people who who self-identified as politically black yes back in those days but i think the fact that they identified as us mm. centers us centers black people because that was what it was generally about equality for black people so i think it's disingenuous to answer a question about why therefore there were no black women in again frontline roles in this particular show and i'm not talking about you know um who had the lion's share of the the script or whatever mm. i'm literally talking about what you're saying they were doing yeah. within the actual program it's disingenuous to say that oh the reason why that I, 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 I cast an Asian lady because I'm in a relationship with an Asian lady and this is our struggle. And it's it's completely misses the mark and is completely fucking tone deaf, excuse my language, for um, Pinto to be talking about, oh, you know, it's not about who's better. We're not, nobody mm. mentioned that. <laughs> no one's talking about that. It was that. a direct question. You couldn't answer it. Instead, you decided to take it elsewhere where it didn't need to go and, and wasn't going anyway. I think that says it all. And that is a reason why... I will not be I'm not watching it. I'm not and I'm sitting it. there, I'm thinking, I'm waiting for Idris to, in, to interject and say something. My man sat there with his legs crossed, looking up in the sky like he didn't know what the hell was going on. Maybe, and I just you thought, know you know what? Maybe he doesn't. Black men, sometimes you are complicit in this erasure that we like to talk about. Yeah. We asked, there were three black men on the panel. Yeah. As a black woman, I should be able to say to you, why are we not included in this when you know full well yeah. that we were front and centre yeah. and you've decided to just, well, we'll just admit that fact mm. and we'll just focus on this instead. And I sometimes I'll feel what, like... I'll tell you what, better, better still, get right. a black woman in the Z informant. <laughs> Listen, 
Exactly. And what it's makes me joke. laugh was some black men, I think they really do believe in their heart and souls that as long as we're, as long as, long as we're doing okay, as long as the focus is on us, that means it's on every, no, it's not. Mm. Because it, 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 you act like we're, we, we, we're not involved, you know, that we don't care, that we don't have a, 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 a bone in this fight, that we're not, you know, suffering as well as you guys. Like we're mm. just to the side, to the side. Mm. And that's what I have to big up. Um, I speak about this all the time and it's like people really need to watch um, Underground, mm-hmm. which is produced by John Legend. Mm-hmm. It is an, an amazing show and it's amazing. This it's is why I love John. Show though, right? Yeah, it's brilliant. Where do you watch it? The same place I watch everything. Oh else. right, right, right. Okay, so you <laughs> yeah. guys got it. You got guys got it's it. On, um, on, <laughs> it's on. It's on um, WGN, I believe, um, and it is. It's fantastic because um, I know John is very, very um, just with it in terms of understanding and knowing what's going on politically mm. with the you know with the movement right now with Black Lives Matter and everything. And the way that he's taken this particular story is people are like, oh, it's another slave movie. It's set in slavery times, but it's it's not it's the slave movie in the sense that it's like 12 Years a Slave or even like Roots. It's very much about rebellion. Mm. And it very much centers on, I believe, on on what is going on today. Like, you just, it's just so brilliantly well. I'm just like, this is amazing. And like, the, the amount of links that are, that they kind of, the, the amount of things that they put in there to kind of show you, look, even though this happened in 18 whatever during the days of slavery, this is what's happening now. Mm. Like we're having a revolution right now and this is how they had their revolution right now. But it's still, there's a link between that time and between here and they've just pieced it together so well and it is, it's dope. I'm like, I can't wait to watch the next episode. I'm like, this is, this is fantastic. So when I'm watching a, a film or a piece of like, or a documentary or anything that you know reflects us as a people and what we have to go through this is what I expect I I expect our struggles to be kind of translated in the best way possible in the most truthful way possible I don't expect people to kind of just omit certain facts and I think that was the issue with birth of a nation they admitted certain facts so it flopped Okay, I I put on my Facebook status not too long ago that actually Underground is actually better mm. than Birth of a Nation. This guy came at me like, oh, why are you guys always coming for Nate Parker? Blah blah blah. I'm like, I didn't say anything about Nate. I'm talking about these two t- TV programs which are shown, which are telling the story of a particular time at yeah. the same time. Yeah, and this one is done better. It's done better because it focuses on both. The, the struggle that black men had to go through and definitely the struggle that black women had to go through. The focus on them is so amazing. And that's why I'm like, John, I tip my hat off to you because you could have been another black man that was just like, oh, let's just focus on this side of it. It's fine. We don't need to see anything else. So that's why I'm like, if we're telling our stories, like really tell it, mm. really tell it. Yeah. You no, know? You've got to, else, else I'm, 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 I'm disinterested. In yeah, it. very much so. So I'm sorry, Gorilla, you will not be getting my support. I'm just like, nah. If you can't even answer that one simple question, then what the hell? Are, why am I wasting my time watching you for? You're not telling my story. I know you're not telling my story. Mm. My mum's told me that. My dad's told me that. My uncle's told me that. People that I know have told me that. My Asian friends have no idea who they are. And the reason why they don't know is because their parents weren't that involved because they didn't see the black fight as the Asian fight. 
maybe individuals, but as a collective, as a group, as a as a people, that didn't happen. So I, the 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 inclusion of Frida Pinto, I understand it was based on an, an Asian activist, and I'm not negating her work. But when you ch- kind of f- cho- chose to focus on that primarily over the you know, the likes of, as I said, Olive Mo- Morris, Liz mm. Obie, you know, there's Bar- a, right. Beast. Claudia Jones like there's a there's a bunch of women like to me that speaks volumes and I'm not involved anymore I'm not supporting no black men who don't have the time to support us I'm just not doing it don't ask me because the answer will be no it's (laughs) over and that that feeds it it's so funny (laughs) because that feeds into other stuff we're talking about yeah like don't ask me it's gonna be no I'm not doing this anymore I'm really not because nah Mm-mm. All right, I'm what with for? that. I'm with that, and I'm boycotting Gorilla. So anyone who watches Gorilla, you let us know what you think. You can email us in your thoughts. You can email us in your thoughts on on any subject. Send us emails to two girls, the number two girls podcast at gmail dot com. That's two girls podcast at gmail dot com. Um, also, your relationship dilemmas. Don't forget those because yeah, we haven't here. had them in a while. I we know, do need we some more. Are always on hand to solve your relationship problems type and issues. issues. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Okay. So let's do a fun one because we've had a moan already. I'm not going to get into the Tyrese thing because he's actually we can put him in shady corner. Um, but um, let's do one's gotta go. One's, one's gotta, gotta go. go. Hey, oh, one's gotta, gotta go. go. Oh, one's gotta go. Oh, all right. So who's got to go? So, who's the, who are the I options? did movies, okay. We mm-hmm. did this last week with um, Play and Damon. It actually popped off quite a bit. That was, that was actually quite funny. Um, so I've done movies again, but it's a different genre this time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first one is New Jack City. Second one is Boys in the Hood. No third, way, never, Third one, never. wait, let me Get finish the here. list. Because you say that and then I say something else. You're like, oh, okay, hang on a minute. The third one is Don't Be a Menace. Come on, that can go. <laughs> the fourth one is Paid in Full. And then the fifth one is Belly. And then the final <laughs> one is Set It Off. Set It, set it Off mm. is going nowhere. <laughs> Boys in the Hood going nowhere so just put those aside on their pedestal like now All right and then we can discuss the rest okay um so what have we got left with okay let me just let me say why boys in the hoods okay is staying because by all accounts Ricky! <laughs> the death of ricky harris how can you kill morris chestnut how could you was was traumatic chocolate. but most of all in some respects perhaps mm. not the fact that you know ha- where it happened him stopping to do the scratch card and all the rest of it but in some respect of what was going on at the time it was realistic mm. and that's what made it really sad and I think that whole film and the cycle of violence that it showed because obviously Ricky gets um, done then his brother Ice Cube goes out with his people and they do a, is it a drive-by or some shit yeah. at the people that done it and you know him killing the one that you know killed his brother and then you get word at the end that he was killed like I don't know two weeks later 
it really showed that cycle of violence that was prevalent and real back i could say back then but you know is are we not seeing some of it now here on our shores yep so there's that and then there's the fact that for me it really showed that ice cube could act so mm. i just you know you can't lose it for that it's got a raft of big names obviously there's ice cube there's morris chestnut there's ricky there's um what's the one that just played oj cuba, cuba Gooding jr yeah. there's um nia long mm. all of those big names lawrence fishburne big names definitely for me you can't you can't you cannot touch that film that that film touched me so you mm. ain't touching that film <laughs> so okay now set it off women jada um queen host of others playing women that are doing their thing rightly or wrongly like we don't have Name another film that's got a real strong female ensemble cast. Okay, mm. so you got um, what's that one? Waiting to Exhale. Yeah, and all that. But really, and let's let's bring mm. it to modern day. Mm. Let's we, bring it not up really had now. anything. Yeah, we a haven't. Black female ensemble cast film. Name it for me now. Can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not saying I. I can't do it. So for me. That's a thing in itself. Mm. And, you know, there's some there's some seminal scenes in that, you know? Really. Latifah's clear. You, like, you know. You can't come on, I man. got money. I can't, I can't. I'm not willing. I'm not willing. I, I, I'll fight you. I'll fight you for mm. that one. So that one's going to stay. So putting those two, like I said, on the pedestal that I reckon that they deserve... Who, who, what have we got left? Sorry, I said, um, don't be a menace. It's actually menace to society. I don't know why oh, I wrote that. Oh, because this Tate. was don't be menace yeah. while drinking. Yeah, no, I was like, what? that's the wrong movie. That we can like, definitely go. Yeah, no, no, menace not that. to society. Yeah. Oh, you See? know you done fucked up, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You know, you know you fucked up, right? Oh, wait, I forgot to add one more. You know you fucked it. up, right? Wait, when I put that in, you're gonna be like, shit. <laughs> okay, so menace to society. So what's left then was okay. Menace to so society. I forgot. I did forget to add one so no it's, are you sure wait, you're not no, no, no. Make I, it I promise difficult. you I meant to do this but I totally forgot and I can't not add it okay. when I say what it is you'll know why okay. okay so menace to society right paid in full right belly right and juice see see Ooh. see see <laughs> Ooh. I was like, what is it? I was like, oh yeah, juice. Okay, how can I forget Tupac? Do you know what? Let me just tell you something though. And this is this kind of thing that I'm scared that I'm going to get stoned for. You know, like how people go hard for Tupac. I'm going to throw your, my mic at you. If you I say know, this is what I'm like... saying. Lot, I'm just going to be honest with you. No, don't. I don't go that hard for Tupac. Oh my you God, know? don't do it. I don't go that I can't leave, leave the room. I'm sorry. You leave the room. I I, you should like, you see, <laughs> I didn't feel like I need to throw holy water in you right now. I there. don't go that hard for Tupac. <gasps> Tupac. But I'm not going to say that he didn't chill me. Can I just say, you know, there's all of these rappers that turn into actors. I will go out on the limb and say 
Tupac was probably one of the best that kind of transitioned. Mm. Because I, mm. I, he was in obviously he's in Juice and he was another film with Tim Roth where he played like a junkie and he was in the one with Janet Jackson. Yeah, like I was like, you can act like yeah. I was actually just coming to that. He yeah. definitely chilled me in his role as Bishop, as Bishop in that Little film, Mad Up Bishop. Like he, he nailed it mm. as far as I'm concerned, and. I feel like that character was a bit too real mm. of the friend turned killer. Mm. It's a narrative that one knows of. It's, <laughs> yeah. he, he did it. That one dodgy friend is like a bit too dodgy because you know, he's got some issues at home and stuff. The lift. Yeah. Special expressions in yeah. the lift. That's that what I'm saying. Like lift. just in there, like he's just like, Lord Jesus Christ, everybody, on, everyone's gonna dead. He's like literally gonna kill everybody in and there, obviously, and he would have done. Epps. Yeah. So you know. All right. So what see, no, you're confused now, isn't it? I'm definitely. I'm definitely. Okay, so we should go one. for it again. New Jack City. Right. Boys in the hood. Boys in the hood is staying. I'm mm. telling you that now. <laughs> Menace to society. Paid Menace in... to society. Let me just stop right. and pause you on <laughs> Menace to society because. When I watched Menace to Society, mm. it stuck with me. Mm. So what? Why? In what way? I tell you. I tell you what stuck with me. It's gonna sound so silly now, mm. but I'll just um, Kane mm. dying. Mm. And even as I say Kane dying, it's hard for me to say it because mm. you know when I watched it, I was about. I think I was about like seventeen, eighteen. I said to myself, no, I said out loud. Oh no, is he dying? Yeah. Oh no, is he dying? I remember he was about, because they were on the way to leave, like he was going to get out. He thought, okay, great. He's going to leave that place. I remember saying to my brother, not on the first time I watched it, because the first time I watched mm. it, I didn't watch it with my brother. The first time I watched it, I watched it with some friends. But I remember when I watched it with my brother another time and I was just like, Oh, just like, did he? But are you sure he died though? Is that he's like, is, is he? De- do you think he died though? And my brother was like, you know what? This is life. Mm. Life is not all a bowl of cherries. Lesson learned. <laughs> Mate, it, was, it was one of those Cheryl, moments. Cheryl, Cheryl never looked at cherries the same way it was again. One of, it was one of those moments where, yes, bad shit happens. Mm. You know? And yes, that was end game. And you just got to hold that and love that. Mm. So. That I had a moment watching that film and, you know, Lorenz Tate, I reckon, killed his character as well. Mm. Old dog. Never, and the never aging Lorenz Tate, who still looks right exactly the same. And there are some great lines in there. We yeah. did already. You know, you know you fucked up. You know you, know you fucked up, right? Huh? And then there's... Um, <laughs> that is see, fine. You see that line, yeah? That's still parodied even today. You know you don't fucked up, right? You know you don't fucked up. You know fucked up, right? <laughs> I was thinking to myself, can you imagine them sitting there filming this and they're thinking, what the hell? Like this yeah. man, I think he's Bill, Bill Duke is the name of the actor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I bet that was improv as well. And also the um, the scene where the guy gets jacked at the lights. Mm. Just, it was very real yeah. to me. Like I it fancied, ah, might... um, um, oh, 
What's it? Kane. Right. Kane's cousin. Right. He he died like like maybe yeah. 15, 20. I was like, oh, he's so nice. Mm-hmm. And they shot him straight away. I was mm-hmm. just like, <gasps> <laughs> can we just no! like, it's only 20 minutes. It was Ricky all over I was again. like, I remember seeing him, uh, even like if I watched it, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember him. I really fancied him when I yeah. saw him. I thought, oh, I hope he lasts and he didn't. So, yeah. so I'm going to say that um, Menace to Society as well, just because mm. a lot of these films... It's like um, the film Breakdance. Yeah. To me, it's not just a great movie. Mm. It signifies a, def- a time, a definite yeah. period in my childhood. Mm. And I think Menace to Society is a period of t- like I remember. Mm. That's how I could. Sometimes I'd be like, "Oh, how old was I?" No, I definitely remember I was seventeen or eight. that mm. was the time that I watched that film when it came out, and I was just like, "Yo." What the? Yeah, Jada like Prinkett was, with the braids. Yeah, all of that, yeah. all of that, all of that. So for me, for those reasons, I'm sentimentally attached to it. So yeah. that one's got to stay. So I paused you on that. So you had said New Jack City. Yeah. Paid in full. Yeah. Um, belly. Belly. That's it. I know so which one. One of those have got to go. Yeah. I know which one I, I'm picking to go. I think paid in full. Okay. Right. Why, tell me why. Tell me over why, over belly, and yeah, I'll tell you no, why. T- yeah. Tell me why belly's staying, because I could tell you, but I've done a lot of right. This, so tell me why okay. belly's staying. Okay. So belly is staying for me because let's just like let me just go through this. Okay. The opening scene alone. Yeah. Let me tell you. Hi, Williams. Knew what he was doing. He's like, I know. How? I know the audience. Yeah. So when my man comes, they come slow-mo in the cub. Yeah. And it's all this blue-black lighting. I'm like, what is come this? On, no. What is this film? Mars looking all hot and like DMX looking buff too. I'm like, Whoa! And then you hear, what do you hear? Steady, are you come ready? Come on, What's going on? I'm like, oh and he put the Black British best group in the world in yeah, there, soul yeah, to yeah, soul. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you want that me? That visual amazing they were captivating amazing they really really were and you know what you're right belly can stay for that (laughs) opening sequence alone but that alone is like oh do you know what you just bodied all the films and it's like yeah yeah it didn't have the best acting in there i I, I hate you know they were going back to africa right yeah all of that was a bit like okay great whatever that was so american that alone i was just like I need to see this to the end. Yeah. And every time I watch it, it it just, as you said, it takes me back to that place. Yeah. And I still think there's a lot people can learn from Hype Williams as a director. Oh, that yes. man is a visual genius Definitely. as far as I'm concerned. Because if you can capture anyone for the first 10 seconds and make them stay there for the rest of the um, your movie or your mm. visual that you're trying to present... You know what you're doing because mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not seen anything like that to, to, to date in a movie anyway. Yeah. And it was amazing. That opening scene, DMX, like when the, the camera kind of pans across, his, I think he's, I don't know if he's got contacts in or they mm. use some sort of lens. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like all of that. Like, I'm just yeah. like, this is amazing. And I'm just, I will never forget. I'm like, this is soul to soul mm. as well. Everything just fit. Everything. Yeah. So for that, you Belly's stay definitely staying so we're down to the last two paid in full is that's the last one no new jack city new, oh no new jack city cannot go anywhere do you know how much i love do you know how i love that movie 
Sit your five dollar ass down before I make change. And this, wait, the soundtrack alone. Do you remember there was a new Jack, new Jack Swing era? Movement. Right, there was a whole movement. I can't get rid of that. I can't. Am I, my brothers, keeper? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I can't get rid of that. Yeah, so paid in full then. Yeah, sorry, it's got to go. Sorry. I was trying to look for seminal moments in paid in full and I actually can't see anything that actually grabbed me. Like Cameron did well as um, Alpo. I don't even remember the film. Too, but too, it was like, too. I can't pick so that. It, and that, for that reason alone, that yeah. it doesn't... Yeah, hasn't. that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I need seminal moments. And then I can like go through this list and think about actual points that make me go, yeah, yeah this, yeah, yeah. this movie was, that. and I can't really grasp it in All right, in so that paid one. in full, you gotta go. Yeah, oh, sorry. You gotta go. Sorry. Oh, you gotta go. Are we doing another one? Do you know what? I, ha- I made up a new game. But I think we should leave that till next week. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna introduce that next week. Okay, yeah. so let's move to it's Shady Corner. Shady Corner versus You Are you the Lie. I feel like we sh- we shaded a, a lot of people <laughs> earlier on. Like we just but everyone that we mentioned. Who did we mention? Oh, let's do the Tyrese thing. Let's do that because. All right, but let's just keep it brief because I don't yeah. really give Tyrese too much. No, neither time. do I because I feel like he's having a moment. Tyrese, you're just a misogynistic. It's just, just a dickhead. Shut frog. up. Stop yeah. talking about Stop us. It. We don't care. Like, marry Leave who you it. want. Nobody cares. Why do you keep bringing up the fact that you're with whoever it is no that you're cares. with? Nobody cares. No one cares except you and your mum. Did anybody? No one cares. <laughs> I don't even think she cares. <laughs> she don't care. Like, you're with somebody. <laughs> We're happy Just be you. happy. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Step away from Twitter. It's so funny Step because we're watching the media. interview that he did. I don't know why I watched it, but I was like, okay. Club. Yeah. I'm not going to watch and it. And he just said a bag of doo that didn't make any of sense. Ludacris is sitting there like, let me not say nothing. Let's look to the left a little bit. So it looks like, you know, I'm not disagreeing, but I'm definitely not agreeing. I'm, I can't be part of this. Mm. And I don't blame him because I would be the same way. It's yeah, I'm not like, going to watch it. You just dig a hole for yourself Didn't every Charlemagne time. Didn't Charlemagne tear him a op- new one? Char- Charlemagne should have given him the Kanye and it's like, treatment. It's, it's like, but it's, it's, it's the only coming. time I ever liked when, Charlemagne. <laughs> and I think as well, he was having issues with, um, you know, the group that he's got with Genuine. Oh, and yeah, Even that is a nonsense. It's is like... It TNT? Are they TNT? Yeah, he feels like the the money between the three of them shouldn't get split three ways because he's the more famous one or he's the richest one out of a lot of them because of all the movies that he's done. What has that got to do with, with this mu- music group, bruv? That's so a genuine, separate entity. Genuine, genuine is a is a, a more uh, accomplished say, artist, right. right? Definitely, he sold more records in terms of like their music. He genuine has sold more. Oh, Tyree's a star. Right? Let's just start. He's and I think Tank him. writes the so- wrote the songs for TGT. Yeah, but Tank, Tank's got some pipes though. What, right, and for whatever reason, Tyree's feels like he should get the largest share of the pie because. He's in Fast and Furious. You know but that would be like genuine and Tank saying, you need to give us some of your Fast and Furious money because you're part of this group yeah. and we need that money. Yeah. Like, you what were you banging on about? We can, we can safely conclude that Tyrese is a knob. <laughs> he needs to go in shady corner. Him, his teeth. Everything. His Just go away. Go away. Go away. Arsehole. His lack of logic. His tug laugh he needs to just go in to those who know will know he needs to go in shady corner with that stupid poster that he, he painted off what did he paint was it um, oh was it tupac um, yeah being baptized <laughs> by, i think it was michael Bex or something let's get out of here with that 
<laughs> whole temporary bullshit, man. Like, like, oh, leave me. So, Go away. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Who are we going to bring into the light? Into the light. Oh, today. I'm so pleased for this young lady, Maya Jama. Mm-hmm. She announced today with a little cheesy grin that she's just secured um, on ITV1. Uh-huh. Um, a show called Cannonball, which is mm-hmm. going to be aired just before X Factor. Okay. So that's a huge thing for her. Like, I'm really proud of her, man. She, I remember her at Jump Off and like, she was just a lovely young girl who's just excited about being presented, doing presenting. Yeah. And she just knew what she wanted to do from off the jump. And yeah. I was like, Maya, what do you want to do? She's like, I want to do presenting. Yeah. And that's it. Do we know what Cannonball is going to be about? No, she didn't know. She was so happy that she got it. She didn't actually tell us what it's going to be about. She's like, I want to be on ITV1. It's a show called Cannibal and it's going to be on just before X Factor. Yeah. So whatever it is, it's it's great. Like, this is a great move for her. It's a primetime slot. It is a primetime slot on ITV1, no less. Well done. Well done done to her, man. Definitely going into the light. So we also already spoke about. darkest how mm. and you mentioned um the mangrove nine so i sh- i want to bring into the light um all of the mangrove nine i don't know yeah. all of their names but i just know that they had organized a protest about the way in which um it all kind of i think it all kind of stemmed and emanated from a restaurant in Notting Hill called the Mangrove and the police kept raiding the restaurant <laughs> on the premise of oh we think that there's going to be drugs on the premises they never were so it, it it kind of spoke to the um the prejudice mm. and the discrimination that black people were suffering at that time in the 70s in the UK and so the Mangrove 9 um, were people who were involved in a protest about that. It was called a riot at the time. <laughs> yeah. And in true heavy-handed police fashion, they they protested. And the police, actually, police numbers outweighed the, the number of people who protested who there, at the yeah. beginning. Um, and people were arrested and were charged with offences, public order act offences, such as riot. And so they went to court. They were tried at the Old Bailey. Darkest Howe was one of the the nine defendants, hence the Mangrove Nine. And um, they were acquitted of the charge of riot. (laughs) But two of them, and Darkest Howe I know was one of them, Mm. and one of them was a black lady. Yeah, they represented her. They represented themselves, La. Barbara. Barbara. um, Hold on, sorry. Barbara Beast. That's who I was thinking of. B-E-E-S-E. Right, that's who I was thinking of. So they represented themselves at the old... La, have you ever been down to that? Listen, (laughs) that's big things where, they, the where, where did they represent themselves in the in um, court b- what what particular court at, tra- at the old bailey oh stop yeah it. yeah yeah i've been the there trial. before yeah right. so i listen when the first one of the first few times when i went to the old bailey just because of the fact it's the central criminal court mm. i had a <gasps> moment yeah and i'm i'm counsel yeah, yeah. you know and these are everyday, everyday citizens. And this is what we have to remember. Mm. So about can I activists. just like, just sorry, I'll, I'll just tell people the names. So it's Barbara Bees, mm-hmm. Bees, sorry, Althea Leconte, um, Radford Howe, who mm-hmm. is dark as Howe, mm-hmm. um, Frank Critchlow, Rupert Boyce, Godfrey Millet, um, Rothwell Kentish and Roden Gordon. Those are the uh, Mangrove Those Nine. Those are the Mangrove Nine. Yeah. Okay, so for me, what we have to remember about activists 
um, black activists in particular, black activists from the UK in particular, but black activists all around the world. And then let's look at activists all around the world. Listen, La, this is not even like, I'm not saying it for jokes. They're regular schmegular human yeah. beings like you and I who are going about their regular schmegular lives. And it will be so easy to do what maybe, I hope I'm not wrong, I, I, I'm not being disparaging to people, but the vast majority of us do, which is talk, whinge, complain, mm. maybe bleat about certain things on social media, but not necessarily really do the hard work which change needs which needs to be done to bring about change right activists are just regular joes who get up and say do you know what i'm not having it no i'm not having it and they're out there and they do things and they put their liberty on the line <coughs> like these this nine did they put their reputations on the line sometimes they put their social standing on the line sometimes as per in America, things that we've seen, they put their lives on the line. So for me, I want to shine a light on the Mangrove Nine, but I also want to shine a light on activists everywhere that are standing up for what they believe in being right, standing up for principles of equality and principles of justice, and that are just actually doing the work and not just out here being keyboard warriors talking about you know, wanting change and stuff like that. So that's for me. And, you know, a special, peaceful, bright, <laughs> glorious light, most especially um, on Dark As Hell. So that's my light. I don't know who is going to be in Shady Corner, apart from Tyrese. <laughs> Actually, yeah, no, I do know. It links in with something we mm. were talking about earlier. Um, I want to just put in Shady Corner people who still do not know what racism is and what it looks like and what it sounds like and how it manifests because apparently on what did you say that show is that katie price is on um loose women yeah so apparently on loose women her other son the one with dwight york harvey was on there and apparently they had come back from holiday harvey is mixed race his skin is brown but he was a bit tanned and I think Colleen Nolan said that you're looking tanned and lovely. And people said Dude. that she was being racist. Said to Tarvi that you're looking oh. all tanned and lovely. Are they aware that black people do tan? I, <laughs> so, there was, apparently there was some kind of racism row. People were tweeting and going nuts saying that that was a racist comment. And you know why that makes me roll my eyes? Because... If that is your definition of racism, what about the real life racism that people are suffering every day that just goes unnoticed, unpunished, un <laughs> unspoken about in this society? But mm. you lot are concerned that somebody said that somebody looked tanned. And when I saw the picture of Harvey, I thought to myself, eh, hey, fine boy, you do look tanned. You've been on holiday. Yeah. So for me, you know, people that don't know the definition of racism, go into Shady Corner and just maybe pick up some kind of book, read it and learn and understand what people of colour, I know some people don't mm. like that phrase, are really suffering <laughs> in this country and beyond. Because you said he looked tanned, you're racist. Oh, bit of a slip of the tongue there. Oh, that's racism. Oh, racist, oh, racist. God. Oh, please. People need to Give stop me a break. Talking. 
like this country. Oh. Anyway, so let me not, let me get off my high horse there because I'm tired. But that is so. That's my um, that's my shady corner, and that's my intellect. Did you do it? Into oh yeah, you did. What's her name? Who the um, like the light Maya Maya Jama Maya Jama. So yeah. we're gonna look out for her show. And guys, look out for the next episode of this podcast, Two Girls and a Mic, and we're out.